guys. Welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the insanely insane John. Insanely insane. It's one thing. Two words yeah. that mean the same thing. <laughs> There's a hyphen in the middle. Is, is that what that is? Yes, it's a hyphen. Didn't you hear it? Oh, I didn't hear it. Uh, hyphens are silent. So <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, uh, this week has been super crazy. I'm sure now that my house is haunted. Really? <laughs> yeah. So a couple days ago, uh, a cross that was made for me fell down off the wall. And it's like a heavy duty cross. And there's no reason that, I mean, to get it off the wall, you have to lift it up. So it's, I don't know how it fell. Use the improper attachment screws into the wall. No, no. I mean, it's a hook. You hook on the hook. And then that's it. It fell down in the middle of the night. The next day, which is the day we found it, discovered it, there was a random dead bat in our driveway, and we had to call animal control, and they're like, well, if it's dead, just pick it up and put it in a container and throw it away. Uh, I guess for bats, you have to put in containers just because it, just in case it has rabies or something, and they don't want, like, other animals eating it. The very next day, someone got stabbed and died in front of our house. Wow. Yeah, so... Nothing happened today, <laughs> but it's been weird over here the past couple days. And I'm like, is my house haunted? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is the end of all the crazy stuff. And then someone's like, everything comes in threes. And I'm like, don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. Well, it does. Now I'm freaking out. Don't say that, though. <laughs> we all know it exists, but don't put the bad juju on you me. You had your I three. Don't need it. You had your three already. I don't know. I mean, can you count something dropping and then two deaths? As, I mean, yeah. I don't consider that. I don't consider that three. Yeah, it's three. I consider the cross three was the deaths. precursor. I don't know. I think three deaths is three. No, I'm like waiting. Three things. <sighs> okay, but that but that's how I, my life's going. Oh, okay. So all what's left <laughs> now is um, a sewer sewer pipe erupting in your kitchen, or a random meteor falling through the ceiling. Again, I don't need that juju on me. I don't need it. I don't need it. Don't put it on me. Put it on someone else. I am control of the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, among all the crazy things that are 2020 between brain-eating amoebas and people just dying in front of my house, this week we will talk about Valkyrie Profile. Notice the silence. No one's played this yeah. game. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's go ahead and get into Game On. I've, this game, it just had their 20th anniversary. It was released in Japan in December 1999. It was released in the States August 2000. So, you know, we're a month behind. But whatever. 20th anniversary, guys. I love this game. A great game. Back in the day, they didn't really have voice actors in video games. And so this was one of the first video games that I played that had voice actors. And I just thought that was like the most amazing thing in the world. Well, yeah, because, you know, the sites and the files that they had to use back then, like, they didn't know about MP3s or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, their compression mm -hmm. was just a straight wave. For me, this video game was amazing. I'm surprised not more people have played this video game. A lot of people have put it on par with Final Fantasy VII, other classic RPGs. This is not a traditional JRPG take, which is surprising from Enix. It, it truly is a one-of-a-kind game. So this is something I need to go to Game Over Video Games here in Houston and find, yes, pointless 
<laughs> contact. Oh yeah, side. sure. Do do you want to spend like four hundred dollars on the video game? Well, if it's as good as you, you say, can. I'm I'll I'll borrow someone else's credit card and get it. The actual first release of the video game on the PlayStation, if you want to buy it, if you're interested, you could probably find it between three hundred to four hundred dollars on eBay, which is insane. Uh, for a PlayStation 1 video game. See, this is on par with, like, the Jetsons movie. The Jetsons. Not movie. The game. Yeah. Where it's like, eh, for the longest time, it's like a $10 game, and it just spiked up to, like, 400 It's like, why? I had no idea that this game was worth that much. I kept seeing articles about Valkyrie Profile, and, again, my brother has it. Like, I've played it. I was like, yeah, like, like let me read about this. I haven't talked about this, heard about this game forever. I'm like, wow, it has really gone up that much. <laughs> And this is a game I've never heard of, ever. I, I, it's, I, again, like, you haven't heard of it. I was talking to my fiancé, and he's like, why are you talking about a video game that I've never even heard of? I'm like, how have you not heard of it? Like, it, it's just baffling. Uh, but here's a summary for people like you who've not played the game yet. Valkyrie Profile, an RPG developed by Triace and originally published by Enix, takes place in a world inspired by Norse mythology. The player character and game's protagonist is Lyneth, a Valkyrie under the service of Odin and Freya, who is awakened and tasked by recruiting the souls of strong-willed individuals to be trained as warriors to fight for Asgard at Ragnarok. Valhalla's prophesies into the world. In the course of performing this duty, Lyneth will bear witness to the often tragic final living moments of those whose souls she is tasked with securing. With each character featuring their own unique backstory, characters of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds are drawn together by a fate thrust upon them by the legendary battle maiden Valkyrie. But will their combined powers be enough to save Asgard and the Valhalla from Ruin? Now, I know why you've heard of this and played this. <laughs> so, the it's whole square. background... <laughs> okay, it's not Squaresoft. This is Enix. Close enough. <laughs> it is not close enough, good sir. <laughs> they combined... Enix- <laughs> totally different. Totally different. I love Star Ocean. Star Ocean is created by the same company. It's hard to describe this game to someone who's never played it. The setting is mostly 2D settings, the characters and the backgrounds. Uh, again, this was released in 1999, around the same time as Final Fantasy VII. Um, in comparison, it is similar to Final Fantasy VII, except Final Fantasy VII is way better <laughs> artistically, but the character designs in Valkyrie Profile are superb com- comparison. Um, they're not just blocks that move like this, up and down, side to side. The characters actually show expression. Uh, they show movement. It's very fluid and not blocky whatsoever. Again, you have the characters speaking, which for the time was like, wow, this is super cool. And what's different about the gameplay is that you're not just following one hero. You're not just following one story. Valkyrie Lineth is the common thread between the whole video game. But the game is concerning multiple backgrounds and multiple people throughout this land. So was this the game that probably made Square and Enix combine no so this was published by nx but this was made by triace okay well, yeah, yeah but no this game was like <laughs> from 20 years ago so no this is not the reason that they merged sorry like i'm 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 looking at all the, the screen the screenshots of it and all the video footage is like why didn't this get more attention because this is actually pretty good looking it's a really cool game there's like a lot of complaints about the battling system, which I, I totally understand. It gave like you want much more from it. I mean, it's mostly like just attack. 
And then another issue was the music, how it was very methodical, sometimes too long. The 3D rendering, uh, which was when they try to take 2D and make it 3D, it was kind of off. But again, this is like PlayStation 1 era. Yeah, I, I, I can see the limitations, but also I can see exactly also, it's like, like you said, the first game that had actual voice acting in it, that's probably what happened with the music. They had to cut back on that for the voice acting. But still, it, this is actually a pretty good-looking game. Yeah, like the 2D backgrounds provided um, an unusual structure for its dungeons and towns, which when you're walking and you're trying to venture, you kind of don't know where you're like, is this a place where I can go? Is this a place where I can walk? And it reminds me um, a lot of Legend of Mana. It reminds me a lot of Legend of Gaia. It reminds me of a lot of Super Nintendo games, but it shouldn't because it was on the PlayStation. <laughs> but more than that, they're absolutely beautiful. They are. They're on par with Legend of Mana, Saga Frontier 2, uh, best-looking hand-drawn games on the PlayStation. Agree with that wholeheartedly. Valkyrie actually seems to use a combination of hand-drawn and computer-generated CG, which kind of makes it wonky, which a lot of people complained about at the time. Some scenes have this smoothly shaped look of 3D renders, but either way, there are many scenes that you simply want to relax and appreciate for a moment. Individual animation elements and multiple layers of parallax scroll add a great deal of depth and detail, as in a scene set in a valley full of drifting flower blossoms, leaves shift in the wind and petals float through the air while a massive mountain vista blooms in the background. Love that, especially in the very beginning when you're watching the prologue of the video game. It's very beautiful and very different for... Again, PlayStation 1 video games in the year 2000. Um, that's when, like, CG and, like, everything else was, like, really amping up. And video games were, like, really starting to get good looking. And so I definitely view this game as, like, a cornerstone of building up those graphics. Yeah, just, like, looking at the graphics on the gameplay right now, it's like... They really pushed that hardware to the limits on this stuff. They really did. But at the same time, when you look at games like Final Fantasy VII, you can tell there's a clear distinction of the art quality. Yeah. So I can understand they wanted to have more maneuverability and more character buildup, unlike Final Fantasy VII, who really dedicated all the art to the backgrounds and whatnot. So I understand why Valkyrie Profile kind of downscaled on the backgrounds and they upscaled on the characters. I love how in video games like Fire Emblem, the character, there are little pictures pop up when they talk mm -hmm. and you can actually see what they look like instead of just like little, you know, 16, 32-bit characters that they are. <laughs> I really enjoyed about that about this video game. Like I said earlier, a lot of people did not like the sound of this game, but a lot of the games were very 2000-era-esque. Like, I don't see a problem, personally, with the music. Uh, but some say that draws criticism from many of the dungeon themes carry on for far too long and with little variety. Um, there's soundtrack pieces that, dear, that some dearly love, especially the world map music and some of the shorter interludes from the many cinematic sequences, the calm, foreboding music box theme that plays when Lenneth attunes herself to the presence of a dying soul, carries with uncertain promise of a second life. Uh, I mean, they had beautiful, beautiful music, um, but a lot of people didn't like some of the ones that went on too long, that some of them didn't really like, I guess, the purpose of the music, if that makes any sense. Yeah, not a big enough soundtrack, and, and the music is becoming redundant after a while. 
a lot of video game enthusiasts are surprised that this game has not had a remake, especially with all the remakes that Square Enix does. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand why Enix has not brought this game back. We have a prequel to Valkyrie Profile. We have a sequel, uh, but there are no remakes so far. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> Even the president from Tri-Ace, he's like, tell Enix, tell Enix you want a remake so we can do this. I, I'm excited. I would love, I would love for there to be a remake. Totally forgot. Another reason why some people don't like this game is that there's multiple endings. Um, if you want the good ending, you have to question pretty much what Odin is telling you. You have to look into your past as Lyneth. Um, you have to question everything if you want to get the good ending. If you don't, if you just do the tasks that you're told, if you just play the game regularly, you get a really like bland ending for the video game. So that was another like reason why people complained. But I mean, like Chrono Trigger had like 30 something endings. So <laughs> like, I don't know why people are so butthurt about this. I don't know myself. That's just kind of odd, though. Like all the multiple endings, especially all the games, even nowadays, and it's just like you're upset about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, different, different players, different gen. For anyone who hasn't played this game in a while, definitely pick it up. I mean, it's definitely refreshing. But for myself, I watched some gameplay earlier just to refreshen up my mind about it, uh, and it's still as beautiful as you remember. Uh, the voices are just as great. <laughs> I mean, they're very, again, this is like the very beginning where they're putting voices on the video game. So it kind of can sound robotic and breathy, but it is just a beautiful video game. We have another franchise that hit an anniversary this week. So let's go up into Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut Up and Take My Money. Malraz has it their 25th anniversary this week. And the artwork has come out. I don't know what you call it, posters, I guess, or prints? Okay, so uh, I collect posters, as you know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Gallery 1988 put up a show this week, amongst many others, uh, for the 20th, 25th anniversary of Mallrats. Uh, so this is art. These are posters. Uh, these aren't just like the flimsy stuff that you buy at Walmart for $10. These are actually printed on high-grade um, Gickley prints, papers, stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah prints, arts, whatever you want to call them. They're amazing. There's some um, pins, there's stickers. I, I mean, everything. I'm looking at these things like, I, I, I should really get some of these. And it's like, <laughs> some of these, I, I don't want to pay like, like some of the prices on some of these though. Okay. Well, first of all, most of them are only between 20 to $35, which is not a lot for a print. <laughs> I know, but I've seen some of these. It's got like, here, hundred bucks here. Um, you have the fashionable male wall hanger. I, I don't really know what to call this thing. Well, if anyone's seen the movie, it's a Ben Affleck's character. He's butt, <laughs> he's butt man. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, they have a bunch of these up for like 300, 400, $500, but those are actually one of a kind pieces, uh, or the originals. And that's why there's so much money. I thought that you would love the magic eye posters that they have up here. It's a schooner. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, they have a lot of great uh, Jay and Silent Bob ones, the chocolate-covered pretzels. They have the art renditions of making the Jay and Silent Bob into rats. Mm-hmm. A close friend uh, and con circuit goer, Elisa Waiki, she put up some mall rat pictures up here. She sold out all of it. And actually, Kevin Smith commented and talked about her art on a video call that he was doing talking about the 25th anniversary. So that was great. I'm very excited for her. Uh, I'm still going through this. Thing. Which one do I want to spend my paycheck on? You should. I mean, honestly, I mean, they're only between 20 and $35. So hopefully you're getting more than that for paychecks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you would love the Blunt Man Year One poster. Actually, I'm looking at the, what, like in the back of a Volkswagen print right now? (laughs) The back of the Volkswagen print. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do her someplace uncomfortable. What, like in the back of a Volkswagen? That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of great prints. A lot of this stuff is already sold out. Again, just because it's amazing. I love it. So, yeah, great buys. Extremely great buys on this. Or, also, if you're more of the outdoors type, especially with Renfair coming up soon, which I'm amazed they're actually going to be open yeah. with all the stuff going on. But we have this. The Vengo Waterproof Odyssey 800 Unisex Outdoor tunnel tent how would it not be unisex i don't know it's just that's it, everything like now. is there like girl tents or boy tents like is this i don't is this something we need to discuss well it comes in green so that's probably why they <laughs> went with that like lo- like 90s acid green <laughs> uh it's a little bit bright this is like more of like a lime camo green in my opinion you're not um, colorblind <laughs> We have a tent, and it's actually a four-bedroom tent, and each tent is, like, you each have your own room, and so we we have a bigger tent than this, and it's, like, lots of fun, because it's, like, a mini house, and you put it outside, and you're, like, in the wilderness. Yeah, but see, yours is not like mine. Mine's a two-bedroom. Okay, a two-bedroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it has lights built into it. Mm. That's fancy. Oh, it's fancy schmancy indeed. This tent, it's like $389. With $160 shipping. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god, it is. Uh, so it's like you have two bedrooms. Um, okay, so this is like a four bedroom with a living room, essentially. But it looks super cramped. It does not look big whatsoever. It, it doesn't, but it's like, it's eight person, so it'll fit. Four people, four regular size right. Americans, America. Yes, yes. <laughs> in there, like each each room will fit like a twin size blow up mattress. Yeah, well, still can have some fun at Renfair. That's a different top topic for a different show. <laughs> there are walls, okay. There are walls, and then, like there's there's borders, so there's there's difference. Um, I'm I'm still it's still insane how people are going to Renfest and people are going to these Renaissance Festival themed outdoor whatever you want to call them. Coronavirus is still going on. Like I have friends that like they go every year and they're just like, oh, who's going camping? I'm thinking about going, but I'm going to distance myself while camping. So why are you inviting people to go camping with you if you're going to distance yourself? They're like, I'm going to wear a mask. And I'm like, are you really going to wear a mask the whole time, though? 
Like you're asking to go with. Have you seen some of these cosplays? They have okay, full some- full face masks and everything. Yes. Okay. But I've seen that. But I'm talking about regular people who are going camping. And especially like we have Ren Fair and stuff down here. And they have like those nudist areas. How are they? You've never like seen the nudist like, where people are naked all the time? That's Trojan Weekend. No, like there's certain areas where they're just like naked all the time. Oh, that's the fun size where I camp. That's just normal right. for me. Right. Oh, is that why? Is that why you're... I just don't think you... Okay. Because you were like questioning what I was talking about. Well, you about. call this specific you area. you not know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I know about so. that area. I'm in that area all the sure. time. But, okay. but just how okay. you phrased it, those like the nudist area. Yeah, like, they're nudists. They're no, in the nude. No, they're, they're not nudists. They're just uh, primal. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the nude the nudist area oh, that's just, anyway that's the fun side. What, are they gonna just like wear masks all the time i mean we all know why they're there like this is this is how we have like a second uptick of the coronavirus oh no it's it's, it's be fun because there's gonna be like the everyone's gonna have their own portable vacuum and you know where i'm going with this so i'm not gonna have to explain it <laughs> they're gonna have their own what portable vacuum no, I don't know where you're going. With I this. can't really explain that much on this show. I, can't. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It's okay. They'll have the face. They'll have the little face masks on, and not much else. They've already seen it's some of the videos coming out where people are so making cold. out in a bar, both of them wearing masks. Like, how is this possible? Have we come this far? It's it's going to be cold outside soon. Like, people are going to get sick. I'm concerned. I get sick every year. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we're going to talk about xbox and ps5 oh god the war of the consoles continues so they were all released this week and then they all sold out this week yes very fast <laughs> playstation 5 with their starts at four hundred dollars and comes out november 12th and then the xbox i don't know what, what is it called now series x series s it's Xbox Series X. Okay. Yeah, that one's going to be four ninety nine, and the uh, Series S is going to be two ninety nine. So have you have you been like listening to any of like the news stuff that's going on? Uh, with these, I get bombarded with it so much that I actually have to turn so off you just those don't feeds. Pay attention. No, because I'm a PC gamer. <laughs> okay. Okay, Miller. I'm a PC gamer, whatever. So the PS5 starts at 400 and it comes out November 12th, like you just said. Uh, you'll, be able, you'll be able to use your DualShock 4 controller to play. But I highly recommend you get their new controllers just because the tactile feelings and the bumper play, which is their, like if you draw back an arrow, you'll actually feel while pulling the trigger that you're drawing back an arrow. So I highly suggest you get the new controllers. Um, but you'll have the new DualSense for the PS5 games. Uh, the PS5 won't be backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, or PS1 games, which is kind of bullshit. That's blasphemy. And it, no, I mean, because so they're saying, oh, well, we'll be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4. Well, yeah, motherfucker, the PlayStation 4 just came out. You better be compatible with it. I just bought a PlayStation 4. Uh, but no, I mean, like in the very beginning, they were talking about maybe being a little bit further back, maybe being compatible with three even two but no just playstation 4 microsoft has been more ambitious with their backwards compatibility it promised that the 499 xbox series x and 299 series s will play original xbox xbox 360 and xbox one games when the console comes out november 10th two days sooner than the playstation (laughs) will this be like when they went from the original xbox to the 360 here it's backwards compatible but only from the short list don't worry, yeah. you'll be able to play Halo. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's four generations of games stretching back from the first console in 2001 launch. But it doesn't include literally everything like you just said. They love doing this. Microsoft has a comprehensive list of the games that will play on its upcoming console. 568 games from the Xbox 360 and only 39 games from the original Xbox library. Uh, they're currently working on more compatibility. But if you pay $9.99 a month for their Game Pass, you can have access to your gaming library and play your games on your new Xbox. Oh, but just think about all the people that have that connect. None of those games will work. Uh, yeah, yeah. All titles that require its uh, defunct connect <laughs> motion sensor won't work at all, yeah. Oh, all that hardware, all that e-waste. Did, did that thing ever work at all? It did on, like, two games I have for it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. There's, like, a couple games that needed it. And, like, I don't know. It was kind of, like, a response to the PlayStation's little iMote wand thingy, again, that you only needed for, like, two video games. <sighs> they weren't Wii's. And they were trying to be Wii's. Well, yeah. A Wii without, without the controllers. Use your hands. <laughs> oh, those were the days of just... Here, we made something. Buy it. <laughs> they've been doing that since the 90s. So don't, even the 80s, they've been just like pushing out stuff, seeing if they would work, and they would not. Oh, don't <laughs> remind me of Rob the Robot or the. Uh, oh, that poor baby. Or the NES Power Pad or the Super Zapper or Sega Super Scope yeah. <laughs> or the Power Glove. <laughs> <laughs> oh that all of it they're all amazing we should just you know moment of silence moment of silence yeah that's enough let's go into some naughty <sighs> oh we got some naughty things here for you first one naughty. microsoft has bought bethesda <laughs> microsoft has announced plans to acquire zenimax media incorporated for 7.5 billion that's with a b in cash. I love how they say in cash. Like, Xbox is just fucking flexing. They're not just like, oh, we'll pay you. No, bitch, we got cash. There's a there's $100 bills, everybody. Just slapping those out <laughs> like in the strip club. Uh, the, the gaming holding company is the parent to a number of high-profile publishers, including Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Cinemax Online Studios, Arcane. Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Once approved, the deal would bring some of the industry's highest profile titles under the Microsoft banner, including Elder Scrolls, Doom, Fallout, Quake, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, Prey, and Starfield. Yeah, man, it's going to be fucking amazing. First of all, Xbox is just going to have it. Like, it's all going to be Xbox exclusive. PlayStation is not going to get any of this. It's going to be amazing. Oh, so it means PlayStation's going to have to pay more money for the licensing for some of the games that go onto their own consoles. Yep. Yeah. Microsoft is OCP. It's amazing. It's a, I mean, it's it's like a really, like, it's like a big dick move. Like, <laughs> Just swinging. It's, like a real, it's a real big dick move that they did this. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, like, the drama. Like, I'm excited for that. Oh, that's going to happen here probably in the next week or so. And then have the entire internet go crazy about this when they finally realize, oh, what? I don't like that. I have to pay more money for my Game Pass? No. Yep. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, a great thing that I just discovered today is something called Skyblivion. It's a mod that puts the entirety of Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion into Skyrim. What? Yeah. Okay, now I'm really curious about this. <laughs> so the Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion is one of the most acclaimed games in Bethesda's library, but it is uh, definitely showing its age <laughs> more than 14 years since it is released. A group of developers are looking to fix that with the Skyblivion project, which reimagines Oblivion as if it were made in the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim's engine. In development in one form or another since 2012, Skyblivion is the complete Oblivion experience remade into the Skyrim engine. That includes all the DLC packs, all weapons, all quests, and all locations. The mod is free, but you must own Oblivion and Skyrim already, along with their DLC expansions in order to run it. Though Bethesda doesn't support mods on consoles, its team also used existing lore and some creative license to improve on areas it found underwhelming in the original Oblivion. Interior areas are getting a particularly large overhaul to more accurately portray the world with shops showing what items are on sale. Uh, the caves will house mines and goblins. With the first pass of the overworld nearly done, the team is moving forward on places like inns and shops. Monsters and creatures have gone through a similar level of care, recreating them and adding some extra flair to make um, them fit more into Sky Oblivion, or Sky Oblivion, as you would say. <laughs> you should still recognize them, but they'll look more like you remember them than they actually look like. Sky Oblivion isn't close to the final release yet, but with the amount of time we'll likely be waiting for The Elder Scrolls VI, it will still serve as an impressive project to tide us all over. The year of remakes is still ongoing. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, no, I'll play it. I don't care. I liked it. I got lost in there, and somehow I accidentally turned into a vampire and kept exploding in, a, in the middle of a village. <laughs> it's like, it's daylight. Let me go. Oh, crap. I forgot. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think that Sky Oblivion is like a perfect match between both the games. They're both similar in ways. So I'm excited. And I like that Bethesda's like, we don't approve of this, but okay. <laughs> Well, guys, that is our episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, you can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios or if I'm game streaming, Mother Brain Gamer. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we are on Amazon Music now, which is great. Uh, yes, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. I mean, everything, anything and everything that you listen to, I'm sure that we are on. Just search for Gaming Trend Podcast. Uh, you can email us at podcast at gamingtrend.com. Send us questions, comments, whatever. We're here. I look at my emails. John doesn't look at his emails, I, but I'll be here. I look at the emails, too, sometimes. You never look at the emails. Yes, I do. <laughs> But you get to them before I do, and I see that they're red. Like, okay, well, somebody oh, read them. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And remember, we have a Discord. We're very active. The Discord link will be in the description of this podcast. So talk to us there as well. That's it. Thanks, guys.